0: This is The Topic is Trek, episode 131, for Friday, February 3rd, 2023. Coming up in this episode, this is the end, my friend, of the pre-series trailers for Picard. Star Trek pays for its cinema sins, video games, old videos, profound videos, we have them all, all that and more, right now on The Topic is Trek. Trek. All hail the Borg Queen! Welcome to The Topic is Trek, the podcast that runs on impulse power. Join us for a journey where no show has gone before. If it has to do with Star Trek... There's a good chance we'll talk about it sooner or later because on this show, the topic is Trek. Engage already. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another thrill packed episode of The Topic is Trek. My name is Clinton, and I am one of your co hosts for The Topic is Trek. And that means that I have to have other hosts, otherwise, co host really is a meaningless title. So, first, beaming in to join us from parts unknown with the hip new catchphrase you will be saying all week long is Mr. Craig Step. Say hello to my
1: little friend. Mm, tribbles, maybe? Yeah, let's say
0: tribble. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's better than some. Oh my goodness. There you go. One right there. I told you. <laughs> and triple in hand, it's also Mr. Chuck Tomasi.
2: Hey, everybody. Good to see you or talk to you again.
0: Well, it's good to see you guys too. Be seen. <laughs> That's what my and, dad uh, says. <laughs> have good you finished seen. your packing yet for your cruise or even started yet?
2: No, I have a note for tomorrow. It says start making Star Trek pile of stuff.
1: It's, it's pretty specific, there, Chuck. It goes in a pile, <laughs> then it goes it's in the everywhere. suitcase. Well, I
2: mean, you got to be able to take inventory and recognize. Oh, you know, I do. I have all the pips for my uniform. Do I have, you know, the okay. right? Well, you shoes? said Star
1: Trek stuff. I thought you're gonna have like all the movies and you know all that kind of stuff. So, no, yeah. but I was thinking
2: about bringing a couple of copies of Podcasting for Dummies because there is a podcast meetup.
0: <laughs> That's
1: right. That's right. Would it be
0: rude to bring that to that meetup? I don't know.
2: Somebody may want to here. start a podcast here.
1: Hey, I'll listen to your podcast, by the way. You know, and book.
2: <laughs> give it to give it to John Champion, the uh the guy who does the narration on the track files for Larry.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that's right.
2: Hey John, you want to strike out on your own? <laughs>
0: So uh, we we wanted to also mention something up front, which was I uh, came as a bit of a shock, I think, to all of us. Is yes, Anne uh, Wickering she she passed away at the age of forty five uh, earlier this week, and um, apparently she was diagnosed with cancer back in two thousand and twenty, which uh, would mean that she knew well she was doing Picard, I believe. So kind of uh bittersweet to watching. Yeah. Picard again. When you get around to you that, you think the nanobots would have fixed that? You think so? That's um, what, I'm, I'm, I'm think disappointed
2: with Borg technology now.
0: Well, they all went to Picard. I um, I didn't. I've never seen Twenty Four. The thing I remember uh, her from as well is um, Timeless. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. She was a recurring character. Yeah. Timeless. I think my
1: wife remember. Uh, she remembered her from that as well. Yeah, well, that's kind of, that's almost like a. Chadwick Boseman kind of story where he had cancer and didn't really let it on with very, very much. And just kind of continued working and
0: stuff, you know, and nobody really knew. I don't know yeah. how, how public she was about it, but. She wasn't, wasn't public at all about it, you know, trying to protect the family and, and so forth. And they, uh-huh. uh, there was a GoFundMe uh, set up in her name so that, um so that her three boys or three young boys and her husband would be Mm -hmm. Um, taken care of. Uh, I happened to notice it. uh, Jonathan Frakes did a um, uh, a post on it. So uh, I I Mm -hmm. put a couple of dollars in and I had the topic as Trek um, also uh, repost that. And Diane points out that um, she also had a recurring role on uh, the rookie. Oh, that's the other.
1: Yeah. That's the other show. uh, My wife's been watching and she said that was one she was on. That's right. The rookie. Yes. Thank you, Diane.
0: And she also did a, I think of voice in um, a a new video game. I can't be um, um, the last of us because that, that was already a video game, but I I, I thought it had something to do with the last of us. Star Trek prodigy. (laughs) I don't know. Don't know. All right. Well, that aside, it's now time to um, ask Mr. Charlie X. If it's okay to begin subspace chatter.
2: What do you think Charlie? he's going to say?
0: I think he's going to say, sure, go for it.
2: You don't need all that subspace chatter.
0: And disappointed once again. It's like it's that football with Lucy and Charlie I Brown.
1: I, I, I heard go for it.
0: <laughs> it's his way of saying it. <laughs> I won't do it again. Please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. All right. So, Craig, you have the first story. Wow. Look at there.
1: All right, as you probably know, the final trailer for final season for Star Trek Picard finally dropped on Sunday, January twenty ninth. You can find pages all over the interwebs that break down that what happens in the video at the two forty six uh, mark. The two forty six video, two minute forty six yeah, seconds. Two minute, minute
0: forty six. Okay, that's what I thought. Way
2: to cold read them, Craig. <laughs> well,
0: well, look babe, at it. No. Wait for me to cold write them so they... It go. could be a verse. I don't know. It says 246.
2: Everybody turn your continuum <laughs> manuals to chapter two, verse 46.
1: The Borg 246. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, uh, but TrekMovie.com went right to the source. Executive producer and showrunner Terry Metallis, uh, for his comments. And since he helped cut the trailer, his insights were, are about as good as we are likely to get. Ahead of the February seventh or sixteenth premiere, so among other things, Metalis indicates that Seven of Nine has some doubts about her belonging in Starfleet, and that her captain, played by by uh, Tad uh, Stashwick, um, may share those doubts as well. We have a link to that article as well as uh, the link to the trailer uh, over in the show notes for uh, on episode one thirty one. All hail the Borg Queen! Over at the topic is Trek com
0: um so the trailer, I don't know. Have you guys watched the trailer? I have did. I watched it? Yes <laughs> uh, well, I just just was wondering because sometimes you know you never know Wait, but Chuck,
1: did you say you did? I
2: did. I was in my favorite seat when I watched it. You, know. you well,
0: were actually, watching it in the bathroom? Yes, I was. That's
2: exactly where I was. It's the only time <laughs> I have, I have a moment to watch a two-minute, 46-second video.
1: <laughs> it's actually called The Captain's Chair, Clinton.
0: Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry.
1: <laughs> so, uh, but you know what? Um, the other night, Chuck and I were recording on Sunday night, and uh, I saw that it was posted right when we were about to log off. And I was like, I was ready to go to bed, but I was like, I'm going to stay up just a couple minutes. I got to watch this trailer. So, yeah.
0: The thing is that, um, like most trailers, you get bits and pieces and you get like a conversation between two people that, you know, is not a conversation right. between those two people. Oh, yeah, type yeah. type of thing. And, um, Just like this show. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's a combination between three people <laughs> in that case. And it
2: still doesn't make any sense.
0: No, not at all. So you get Mr. X in there as well and um you get it, 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 hopefully they didn't spoil the funniest lines in it which is something that i'm sure if, when we watch trailers you go oh that was probably the funniest bit in the whole thing you have that interaction between Riker and picard mm-hmm. at the very end is the kind of the sting or the captain of um the titan saying oh there'll be none of those normal, normal shenanigans about you know yeah. ship crashing and all this other stuff <laughs> in they show yeah. with scenes of ships crashing and Gunfire and all that, uh, phaser fire and all that type of stuff going on.
2: It right. was loaded with goodness for Danny Hillcrest.
0: Indeed, indeed, it was. Yes. All right. So, uh any other thoughts about the trailer? Uh, your best, your best moment. I, you think from the trailer?
1: I think one. I think that it's going to be a nostalgic romp. I think we're going to love, love it for the characters that we we care about so much. But um the little montage as you were. In this particular uh, trailer, the montage you were talking about, where the captain was like, Yeah, there'll be none of this, be none of that. And he's showing this, you know, there's showing the same thing. The ship starts scraping across the hull of the other. I'm like, This is going to be, I just, that I thought was pretty cool.
0: Going to be off the chain. If that, as the kids say back in the day, back in 98. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Um
2: now twenty-five years ago.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm wondering if it's gonna be because we have that bit where uh Seven comes onto the bridge and behind her are Picard and Riker and she says Admiral on the bridge and, <clears throat> oh and uh captain too. Yeah, yeah. You know, for, for Riker. I'm wondering if that's gonna be like a running gag. It's like, oh, there's also Riker is here. Look at that. Yeah. That's right. Is there
2: something wrong with your chair, Admiral? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, Chuck. Take us to the next story.
2: righty. speaking of Vitalis, he recently echoes our opinion here on the topic as Trek, responding to a comment on Twitter by Trek fan Jacobi- Jacob B. O. Nine Jacoby Jacob. We'll figure out what is it, how to pronounce his handle later. Uh, good branding there, buddy. Uh, yep. Who expressed excitement about season three of Picard, but noted that there were some, and I quote. Rumblings from within a portion of the fandom about oh, God. inside quote real Trek being back. Metalis wrote, I remember when TNG wasn't real Trek, then DS9, then Voyager. Because that's the way you know Terry talks.
1: That's exactly what he talks.
2: I, then yeah, Enterprise. Remember them? Remember the theme song backlash? Now uh, people have come around on that series. It's fantastic to be excited for a return to the old tone here. But there can be and should be many different
1: kinds of treks.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely agree uh, with that.
1: Hey, Clinton, for a minute there, I thought we had Terry Metallus here as a guest.
0: Wow. I know it was. A, Get uh, off my <laughs> podcast, you kids. <laughs> <laughs> who needs to have the real people who we've got? The amazing voices of Mr. Chuck Tomasi there. It's <laughs> outstanding. Uh yeah, I I don't think any of us have any uh anything to say about that thought. I think it really kind of echoes the way we well, feel about it. It's like you 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 know, there's room for all kinds of track. You don't like this track, you don't watch that track. What's the name? Yeah, one? well, how do you classify real track? Yeah, I mean exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's well, what I was going for. I mean, it's
2: it's like this. Let I. When was America great before so we can make it great again? Ask, you know, ask any underserved or underprivileged community. When was that? (laughs) Yeah. Mm,
1: yeah. Well, I was thinking, like, uh, we've had action stuff, like, especially in the movies. We've had thoughtful stuff in the show. Uh, We've had dark, dark, well, darker Star Trek. We've had comedic stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Comedic. uh, Well, that's sprinkled all over. Yeah. So, you know. What is real trick?
0: What is real trick? I don't know. Well, to me, real trick is the thing they show on the screen. You know, it's a Star that's, Trek, that's that. Yeah, that's kind of that's Star Trek. It's
2: people Trek. in space so, and mostly on a ship, but not necessarily
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the way. Hey, the way you said it, Clinton, that's classic Star Trek.
0: <laughs> now that's a Star Trek. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> All right, let's move on to our next story. Shot was last time. Oh, I sorry, can Baca, engage
2: yeah. with that.
0: Mm. (laughs) So the folks at Star Trek Unlimited always seem to have some new Trek goodie in development. One that recently caught our eye is a faux neon Trek nacelle stripe uh, accent light. The 18-inch long wall-mountable item would have the registry number NCC-1701 set against a clear acrylic backing, making the letters appear to hover between the distinct red lines, which ultimately lead, ultimately lead to the yellow, uh, I call it boomerang shape, near the front of the stripe. Yeah. Originally scheduled to be available in 2022, we do hope that this one makes it to market. It would be a great way to illuminate the Topicus Trek Studios, Ooh. which I didn't know we had Topicus Trek Studios, but apparently we do. Yeah, we do. It, it, it looks a... like
2: it's about... Five feet long because they got it over a couch. What is this force perspective or something?
0: Well, it's a it's a mock up at this point because they haven't produced the thing yet. So, Actually, you know what mm-hmm. I would like to see instead of that little.
1: Of course, I'm not seeing a larger picture, of it, but that little boomerang could mm-hmm. be the Delta Shield. Well, or... this is
0: this is supposed to be the actual one that's on the side of the Enterprise, which has right. that as oh, the I shape. See.
1: Well, okay, but uh, I was just thinking, if it was hanging on my wall, it'd be cool if that was the Delta Shield. I know it's supposed to be the side of this enterprise, but if it, what had a little enterprise right there looked like it was, you know, going. That'd be I cool. see. I yeah, see. That'd be
0: cool too. Yeah. Very nice. Well, it, it was in development and, and um, they was put a disclaimer saying, you know, it's subject to change. So they had two images. They had the, the get it on a Kickstarter. No, no, but I think that it's one of those cases where, you put a lot of stuff out there, you know, trying to see what's going to work and what doesn't work. And they also say, and it's subject to subject to licensing approval. As I was well. going to say, so,
2: you got to get, you got to get the copyright things going.
1: Absolutely. So maybe they change it, they, it to NCB 1701.
0: Totally different. Totally different. Like that included.
1: Hey, and they include an extra C in the box. Yeah.
2: Like the Nolex watch you bought.
1: How did that get in there? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> manufacturing yeah. all right what do we got next craig all right so the folks over at youtube channel cinema have finally gotten around to picking apart everything wrong with star trek generations she imagined that from issues with the idea of tossing champagne bottle in space to counselor troy's interactions with emotional data and this is not the first time that cinema has overanalyzed the trek movies so we have links to a whole host of all their Trek videos. Just go to the show notes, of course. Episode one thirty one. At the topic is Trek. dot com, and yes, there's one with the motion picture. There's search for Spock, the two thousand nine Into Darkness.
0: I mean, they're they're all here. They're all covered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's funny because the the first couple I think are like five minutes long, and now we're up to twenty two minutes for Star Trek. I'm, I'm surprised
2: Star Trek five, The Final Frontier, isn't like a full length. Yeah. uh Peter Jackson length film.
0: You you it's, just show it's, it's a Star two, Trek five and it's, 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 it's for its, it's longer, longer YouTube video. It,
2: what's wrong with it is longer than the actual movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's almost what we found when we were trying to, to riff on it. It's like, mm. oh my goodness, my goodness. Know, right? Yeah. Uh, and then we had to they,
2: do it again because the audio didn't come out.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that was really
1: sharing our pain. Hey, all right, so real quick. Both of you, what's your what's the uh, something totally wrong with the trek that you've it's like a pet peeve over the years what, what has bugged you guys
2: it's oh. some kind of
0: and to me it's okay what are the capabilities of the transporter can we can we put that down in <laughs> writing it's like it can Beam through this; it can't beam through that. It can yep. go this far; it can't go that far.
2: The it pattern buffer in, is limited, in sometimes and sometimes it's not. That's true.
0: Um, I mean, that just it just it just become this device that can be everything, and uh, it it drives me nuts sometimes that it goes offline and then it's online, and then, you know, it's uh, they're perfectly yeah.
2: safe, and then there's transporter accidents.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think the biggest one I have, well, not biggest one, but one that sticks out in my mind is at the end of Star Trek 5 when the Klingons beam up Kirk. Mm -hmm. And then the next movie, they talk about how they've never been this close to Klingons before. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, snap. (laughs) Also,
0: uh, did you forget about
1: the entire uh, original series? You've had some interactions with the Klingons
0: before. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you've you've punched several of them, as a matter of fact. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right.
2: Darn Organian treaty.
0: Remember that whole fight on Genesis? You remember that?
2: Yeah. yeah nope. Never been that close. <laughs> Apparently the Retinax 5 has side effects of memory loss.
0: <laughs> that's why he's allergic to it. It does that to his mind. All right, Chuck, what else we got here?
2: Well, finally, as you may know, Eddie Murphy, yes, that Eddie Murphy was originally scheduled to appear in Star Trek 4 The Voyage Home. Oh, wow. That would have been interesting. You know, the one with the whales, but never came to be. Murphy recently appeared on Jimmy Kimmel Alive to finally explain his side of the story. It was the one where they go to San Francisco and they get the whales. I was yes. going to be the one that they met when they got to San Francisco. And I was like, no, I want to go and beam up and be on that ship. So I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, they had me, like, talking jive to Spock.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about the jive part, because, you know, it just doesn't seem yeah. like that's what he'd be doing. But talking hey, uh, talk jive is Spock's thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> carry on.
2: Man, Spock, you definitely need a Tic Tac or something, because your breath stinks. <laughs>
0: It's in my pocket. Take all you want.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, of oh, course, boy. instead of starring in Star Trek <clears throat> 4, Murphy followed followed up his smash hit Beverly Hills Cop with the mostly forgettable, The Golden Child. By the way, in addition to those, you, if you're not watching the video, Clinton is doing a masterful job of keeping up with the slideshow.
1: Yeah, Nick, no kidding. Doing a good job.
2: He not only had to write the show, he's like producing the video aspects of it now. Craig and I are just here for the comedy effect. And talent, may I add? Uh, By the way, in addition to those two movies, 1986 theatrical releases also included David Cronenberg's The Fly, the Whoopi Goldberg headliner Jumpin' Jack Flash, which also featured Stephen Collins, and a little film called Stand By Me, featuring a very young Will Wheaton and Jerry O'Connell. You can find that story same place as the others, episode one thirty one, over at the dot And
0: of course, the fly was directed by David Cronenberg, who That's plays right. Kovic on Star yep. Trek Discovery. I'm still so, wondering what his uh, what was deal. That? Yeah, what was his what's his
1: deal on on Discovery? I'm sure. I hope they uh, reveal that.
0: Yeah, I'm I, well, we know that he's in the next season because we've seen him in the trailers. So oh,
1: I see what said, you did there. Oh, that's all a story three for uh, another time. He was, remember, he said, oh, I was a story for another time mm.
2: or something I like that. I see what you did. All three of those have a Star Trek tie in,
0: right? Because we have David Cronenberg, we have Whoopi Goldberg, and we have Will Wheaton and Jerry O'Connell. Yep, all from yep. movies in 1986. Yeah, boy, that was and, a while
1: ago. And Jeff Goldblum from. I don't... Jurassic definitely... Park. Yeah, there I was is... going to say,
0: I'm not exactly sure where you're going to go with that yeah. one. But Everything. He's from everywhere. All right. And in Vulcan, Alberta, Canada news... All oh, right. What's going on there? We
2: need like a sound effect for that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we... Can- what song. does Canada sound like?
2: <laughs> the Atavacron?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Distrasting well, did... from Alberta, Canada. <laughs> So hot on the heels of its mention on the Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend podcast, the Vulcan tourist and trek station has reached out to the former late night talk show host. They promised O'Brien will have an incredible time if he comes to town. Quote, we know how excited you were about walking the streets of Vulcan with Klingons, cowboys, and random Spocks. So we wanted to extend a formal invitation to have you join us at Vulcan 2023 as our cosplay parade marshal and not from a Halloween store, costume contest judge said Vulcan tourist Vulcan tourism in a Facebook post.
2: Boy, pretty we much- the bar is pretty high now. We, we've we got no hope.
0: I was going to say,
1: I'm, I don't, I don't remember seeing our invitation.
0: Well, that's I'm the looking, thing but- is that, you know, okay. So they get mentioned once <laughs> on Conan O'Brien needs a friend's podcast. Yeah. And he gets invited to Vulcan 2023.
2: And here it is. We've been trying to reach out for years.
0: We does does Conan O'Brien cover stories like this one? Vulcan resident uh, Madonna Labelle scratched her way to a cool one million dollar prize in her classic gold instant ticket last month. Labelle's husband purchased the ticket from for her from the McKay Lodge at the CNRL camp for uh, in Fort McKay while he was on his way back home from his remote job in the early hours of December 12th. LaBelle said she held on to the ticket for a couple of weeks and wasn't until her husband asked if she had scratched her ticket that she remembered she even had them. I played the ticket and looked at it and had myself a good cry, she explained. I screamed, I think I won a million dollars. The millionaire couple has a couple of ideas of what to do with their windfall. Quote, I'm going to put it towards paying off some debts and I'll speak with an advisor, she said, also adding, I feel great. I'm going to be able to retire. Now, does Conan O'Brien cover these stories out of Vulcan, Alberta, Canada? No. I think not.
1: In other news, actually, it was $10, not
0: a million. Oh, no, no, no. I, (laughs) I have this
2: image in my mind of the parade going by and here's, Clinton in his scruffy outfit sweeping up after Conan's
1: car.
0: <laughs> well, you, you know, it's a parade. You got to do what you got to do. You uh, fall just, back to what you know. Just just my, my cell droppings. Yeah. <laughs> not, not cleaning up after this guy. <laughs> so we've got serious questions that we ever get ever actually do and have this conversation. Going, listen, listen, listen here now.
2: That's right. <laughs> we got to talk to our PR department. This is just sad. How many stories do we have that we weren't able to get?
0: Well, funny you should mention that, Chuck. We have 72 additional stories. Whoa. All broken out by series, movies, and other categories. And no big surprise, the most stories are about Star Trek Picard this time around. Exactly. Um, and we've also got- uh, You did it, I'm right. About...
1: You were a little low there, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> I got I to tune my Eric's whistle. That, that's right.
0: <laughs> it's like that bosun's whistle at the beginning of the- yeah this one right. <laughs> that yeah. exact one alright so you can check those just go over to the show notes for episode 131 all hail the Borg queen over at the topic is trek.com and now it's time for my favorite part of the show the time where I say goodbye Charlie I want stay, to stay stay, stay stay
1: there's no room for you in the end yeah <laughs>
0: Or the beginning or the middle. That's right. That's All right. right. So, what we're going to do this time on our main mission, by the way, we need an appropriate sound effect. Mm.
2: To... Mm. The garbled mm. radio message. Because we're tuning into any station this week.
0: Absolutely. Because I'm to this a smorgasbord. Uh,
2: I see of, what you uh, did there.
0: Of things going on this time around. So, uh, we put out the challenge. Uh, I put out the challenge to Chuck and Craig to uh, come up with some topics they want to talk about to do with Trek. And uh, I've got one myself. I'm going to be talking about the video game Star Trek Prodigy Supernova, at least the beginning part of it, because it takes me a long time to play a video game. <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're actually putting together
1: show notes and uh, a slide deck to go with it. Well, yeah. And- the- and whatever your wife
0: tells you to do, that's right. We'll top everything else. <laughs> All
2: simultaneously while doing forward rolls around the video that's game. Right.
0: That's right. That's around right. Around the around the studio. So um, I've I've gotten uh, part way into the game. Like I said, it's going to take me a long time to play a game. It'll probably take somebody else a couple of hours to play because I'm really bad at video games. We'll get more into that in a few minutes with some examples. But <laughs> over, essentially, the the game um, the story takes place. I would say I don't I can't remember if they give a date on like a star date but it seems to be pretty soon after the protostar leaves Tars Lamora and um, the the crew of the ship is going through a section of space where they come across a sun inside of a Dyson sphere and there are three planets orbiting this this sun the planet seems to the planets each seems to have uh, encountered some major catastrophes, and the Dyson sphere, uh, the sun inside the Dyson sphere, is going to go supernova in seventy two hours. Now you would say, well, clearly, what should happen at this point is the protostar just kind of
1: phew, right take
0: off from there and, and get out of it. Yeah, that would be the case, except it's zapped by some uh, sort of uh, pulse ray. And it ends up crashing onto one of the planets. But before they crash, uh, Captain Dahl has Jenkin, Pog, and Murph beamed off the ship. Unfortunately, the transporters are having a bit of an accident. Again. And so they don't know exactly where they've beamed down to, even though I guess they know that they've landed safely someplace. So uh, Gwyn and Dahl and Hologram Janeway have to land the protostar. It turns out on this planet that most of the intelligent life on the planet is, is gone, and part of the mystery is what happened to them. The other part of the mystery is that the Watchers, now I don't know if you recall, um, they were the uh, the insect-type creatures on Tars Lamora that worked with um, Oh right. Drenok. Yeah. Okay. so they're all over this planet and they can't, you know, uh, Gwen and Dahl can't figure out why are they here? Mm -hmm. And we have one of those awkward moments where, you know, Gwen is saying, well, you know, but my father is dead. And, you know, you can kind of hear, uh, you know, uh, Dal giving a funny story. He's not necessarily dead uh, type of uh, response to that. But we don't we don't know what's going on and we have to, so you your mission is to locate the three missing members of the proto uh, star and what a surprise is three missing crew members and three planets so I'm guessing one is on each of those planets then you also have to try to get any life forms that are on these planets to safety somehow and the uh, watchers, have picked apart the protostar when it crashed. And so the first mission is for Dahl and Gwyn to get these parts back so they can get the ship repaired and get off of the planet to be searching for for everyone. Right. So it's um it's not an overly complicated game. It, Trust me, because I'm making my way through it, so I know that it's not overly complicated. It's a, it's an interesting looking game as well. I wouldn't put it on the um, the level of the show, which we know is Star Trek Prodigy is a fantastic looking uh, series. Mm-hmm. I was really concerned at first because the very beginning of it, you have these essentially comic book um, drawings kind of a pre-production type. Yeah. Of like a planet. storyboard
2: so, almost. Yeah,
0: exactly. And that's the telling of this, this whole setup. It takes you through the crashing of the Protostar on the planet itself. Now I've watched my son, Nathan play enough video games to know that, well, you, you somehow you, you handle the cut scenes sometimes differently than everything else. And in this case, this intro is done this way. And then we go to much more traditional video game uh, looking things. So we have, um, it's a I guess it's a, you would call it a third person perspective. So you're controlling either mm-hmm. Dahl or Gwyn, and you can switch okay. back and forth between them. Um, you you also sometimes you have to do that because there are times when there are puzzles, and to solve a puzzle, you have to have one of the characters doing something that they can't move. And so you have to switch to the other character and have them do something to finish the puzzle type of thing. It's very, it's very uh, elaborately themed, even though, as I said, it's, I wouldn't put it on par with the series itself, but it's, it's, it's nice to look at and you've got very impressive sets uh going on you've got um these creatures on the first planet the 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 native life apparently was enslaved by the watchers just like so many other people that encountered the, mm-hmm. the watchers and the diviner but you get a sense of they must have been very large because uh as Gwynandel are walking around areas there are chairs that are like three times their size in places so oh well yeah. and uh it, one of the screenshots that i I have up right now you can see some bones of a very large creature <laughs> it looks somewhere. like it looks like where the uh
1: kirk and Spock and McCoy saw Shakari. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes, if, exactly. if you
2: fashion the ribs that way I was thinking more star wars on you know it does look like some the star dinosaur wars. that's dead in the desert
0: yeah that's right so uh the game is good my playing it is bad so I'm going to try to narrate as well I've got a little. A little short video, no, no audio with it because I don't want to get issues with that type of thing. But I'm going to show you a few different things from the game where I was having a bit of trouble here and no one else would. And also a couple of observations about things. So we're going to start off here with combat. Now, in this game, each player has two different things that they can do. They can use a phaser or, or a short-range weapon and I'm playing Gwyn at this point, and you can see I'm bad at it. I'm Sometimes I'm hitting the watcher. Sometimes I'm hitting doll. Sometimes I'm hitting a wall. Sometimes I'm hitting a box. Hey, that and, was this,
1: pretty much like the show.
0: It, well, uh, pretty much the way I play all my video games.
1: I was hitting doll, hitting something else. Hitting oh, yeah,
0: well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you want to hit doll. <laughs> By the way, this since is, it's so early, this is very immature doll. So I didn't improve the more I played because now I'm playing and I'm hitting the, the watchers less and I'm hitting doll and walls and other things even more than that. So, But this gives you an idea of what the gameplay looks like when you're in combat with uh, – here I am. I'm, it was just like attacking a palm tree and I just, yeah. it just makes no sense what I'm doing. Pruning the just, shrubs. So that is a bit about the the gameplay. Now, let's see. The next thing we're going to come up to is – I yes – collecting items when you come up to various things you're supposed to scan them and beam them up to the ship i find this plant and i have uh when beam it up to the ship and it's still kind of there it's i don't understand why this is the ghost of this I, i i kept trying to figure out how do i get rid of the ghost well you don't get rid of the ghost transporter accident another thing is zooming forward so you can walk i noticed
2: that yeah she had like these little hyperspace bursts
0: and you can do that and here i had gwyn do it and i think you caught that but gwyn the first one i didn't quite make it so she's standing in space not falling down and then i hit it again and she goes across and of course Dahl to be a a complete jerk does it in one leap across the chasm because
2: that was you know that was wily coyote physics right there
0: yeah, yeah, pretty much. She didn't look down, so I guess that yeah. that, that counts. It'd be funny if she popped up a little sign. I guess, you know. Uh so now we have punnies. Punnies are not puns. Punnies are these creatures, these kind of they almost look like Pokemon type things on this planet. They they're borderline creepy little creatures. And you have to collect them just like I collected the plant. So I'm now collecting the punny.
2: Pony, pony, pony.
0: I don't know where we're supposed to put these things because it's like they beamed it up. Yeah, but I mean, they're not going to go with us. Where are we taking this thing to? These planets are no, are no you good. You have anymore, thirteen, so 13
2: punnies in your inventory
0: now. A hologram, Janeway, is, has issues in this. Here, I've a picture of Gwynne. Gwyn talking and it looks like he's normal mouth movements. Cut yeah, over to Janeway and Janeway is a ba ba I don't understand what was wrong with her.
1: Yes. I could substitute in the, uh, Charlie Brown parent, uh, the adults.
0: Or she's
2: doing her Ella Fitzgerald.
0: It's Janeway. Absolutely. So all the voice actors are back in it. And uh, I do wonder about um, Jankum because the actor whose name is escaping me at the moment, I, on another day I would remember what that is, but everyone else's lines, it, you can have, you know, the, the text on the screen at the same time. Everyone else, what is printed on the screen, which I'm sure is the script. Is what that character is saying, mm-hmm. Jankum? Maybe forty percent of the time, you know, he's ad-libbing lines, changing things around, just left and right. And I think those were the takes they got.
2: <laughs> it was. It was written by ChatGPT. You can't be perfect,
0: <laughs> right? That's right. All right. So that I I would recommend the game because if you're, especially if you're not a very experienced game player, because I have a feeling that it might be a bit simplistic for an experienced game player, but if you're an occasional game player, as certainly I am, I'm finding it that, that edge of challenging where there are puzzles and sometimes I have to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, but I have gotten through all of them and been able to, to move forward. I was able to rescue Jankum and now he's on the team and he will, he will help out by opening up doors and by uh, hacking into the Watchers to reduce their, um, their strength when we're, when, we're, when we're in battle, and also help repair the Protostar when we got the, the pieces back. So, And imagine the same thing is going to be true for, for Rock Talk. Murph, I don't know exactly what Murph is going to contribute <laughs> once we get him back, but, yeah. or, it, or, or, or it back. Um, but it, it, I, overall, I consider it to be a, a fun game okay. and, and worth playing. Well, congratulations, Clinton. You passed your cognitive tests.
1: However, you sound like a raving lunatic with all those words you just spit out.
0: ba 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 That's right. It'll be Janeway. ba 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 ba
2: I like sketching way better. If you
0: get a chance, watch the video of this episode. We'll be over on YouTube and so forth. And you see what I mean about Janeway. It's kind of weird. Kind of weird. That's right. All right. Next up, we have Craig.
1: All right. So I dug into my comics archive, and I pulled out. I had some Star Trek um, old issues. I've even got some. I'll have to link it in the uh, show notes where we. So yeah. wow, <laughs> yeah. That he has. That he has
0: archives, or that. Uh,
2: where, in case you haven't have, read them, in the, yeah.
1: Uh, and the Dog Days of Podcasting. Remember, we all read uh, one of the issues, the Gold Key issues that I have, and I did the special effects and all that stuff. That was a lot of fun, but, and I'll link that in the show notes, but this is, um, this is different. This is not goal key, but this is from, and I'm going to show this on the screen. It's from Marvel. Marvel. There's, uh, episode, this is issue four, excuse me, from July of 1980. And also issue number five from August of 1980. And these, I pulled these both out and it turns out, they're actually related because it's a two-parter. There you go. Oh, it's uh, got but,
2: Skeletor.
1: Yeah, pretty much. So, what? What the basic story is is uh, Admiral Fitzgerald at uh, tasks uh, Kirk and the Enterprise to take a uh, an escapee back to the prison he belongs to. Well, he escaped because the place was uh, it was scary. Not scary but uh it was haunted and he didn't want to be there anymore so he, he had gotten out they're taking it back and he's he's telling them don't take me back to thallus i don't want to go back well of course kirk reluctantly is not wanting to do a, a prison transfer but they bream him on the enterprise he of course causes some havoc there they get him into the brig um they do, we take him back he, to, do we have huh? any
0: idea what he had done
1: no they He's not that deep. <laughs> he's not that deep. He character. hacked the ATM
2: from the other book, Craig
1: right? <laughs> yeah, he was. He, he tore up the ATM because the Zamex was. Re-
0: it makes no sense. I want this out of here. Yeah. Okay.
1: So and he he doesn't even explain why he's telling them. Don't take me back. There's a. I don't want to go back. And they he starts to tell them, and they never he never gets says it. And anyway, he eventually dies in the brig. Uh, so what happens is the Enterprise goes towards Dallas, and they come up to this place it looks like a floating haunted house and it starts messing with uh not really their mind but they start seeing creatures appear that look real the tricorders say they're real there's a they find a, a beautiful uh, young lady it looks like she's about to get killed by one of, this, one of these creatures they save her um and they keep get you know they keep getting these visions on the enterprise and they're trying to figure out what it is it's like a horror movie basically, on the Enterprise. Well, um, come to find out at the end of the first issue, it's the Klingons! They, <gasps> it's a, they're part of this.
2: Dun, dun, so,
1: dun. Yeah, they're tasked with stealing the Enterprise's new warp engines. Ah! Because this is after the motion picture. Yes, it is after the motion picture. And so, uh, turns out, they the Klingons uh, they kidnap Spock because of his knowledge for the enterprise and take him back to the ship Spock finds that there is a man in a suit it's almost like a suit it's more a suit in a chair and they're torturing him he's he's unconscious they're torturing him but this suit mechanism device that he's in actually will project his nightmares mm. elsewhere and they're having it send him to the enterprise so that's why they're seeing all these creatures appear and it manifests these creatures. Well, Spock, of course, mind melds with the, the, the guy and he, uh, he stops that or actually he figures out what's going on. And the young lady is kind of the, uh, the reason he's having these nightmares because that was his wife and he, uh, Spock tells Kirk and McCoy, you have to kill this lady It'll kind of stop this up for some reason. It'll stop it. I'm not sure exactly what happened why how he explained that. So McCoy says, Damn it, Jim, I'm a shooter. And he sh- he shoots her, kills the lady, the fictional lady. Stops What the, happened
2: to Swear to Do No Harm?
1: But <laughs> He just swears. <laughs> well, it's only when you're on Earth on Tuesdays. <laughs> ah, playing Fizzball. <laughs> and ben. next Tuesday, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh he, during the mind mill, he wakes the guy up, but they turn the, um, the creatures onto the Klingons and then leave. So takes the guy back, rescues him and they kind of end on a note like that. So that's where it comes from. Now, these two, these two books, I should have sta- I should have started with this. Uh, the first one was penned by Marv uh, Wolfman and Marv Wolfman is very famous for working mm-hmm. with George Perez on, the, uh, crisis on infinite earths which is a big title in the eighties as well as, uh, uh, blade, uh, the new teen Titans There's a whole list of stuff that more did. And the second issue was written by Mike W Barr, who has done a lot of star Trek, uh, yes. stuff. He has written for, uh, <laughs> I like how it's got star Trek colon star Trek. <laughs> Are there uh, star Trek, the next generation, deep space nine, Voyager, uh, all, uh, it says in, in comic book or other media so there's a lot of stuff and what's cool is the second issue uh the uh, yeah the second issue the cover is uh drawn by Frank Miller who is famous for the dark knight returns sin city um batman year one very famous uh, comic book author so i enjoyed it i thought it was pretty cool there's a couple of holes like i, I mentioned uh you know the creature the Ray, Ray Tag, I think his name was the prisoner. He didn't really tell you much, he just kind of hinted that something's bad and I don't want to, I can't go back, you know, kind of thing. But you think he's talking about prison? I'm like, right, all of everybody doesn't want to go back to prison.
0: Yeah, really. Yeah, please take me back. It's fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I also wanted to point out that these two issues are from Marvel, and uh, this other one I'm going to show on the screen is from DC, and this is the movie adaption of star Trek three, the search for Spock. And, uh, I think IDW publishes star Trek now. And then we talked about golden key star Trek's been all over the place. You know, everybody's kind of produced a lot of material from them. I just thought it was funny how, uh, I just noticed it said DC on it when I pulled it up. And that one's thick. That one's the whole movie. Look at that. It's an hour, hour, 45 minutes and a, <laughs> <laughs> you have to read at that pace that's right so i've got several movie adaptions not just star trek i got like i see some indiana jones ones in there star wars uh i was big on the movie adaption thing because we didn't have videotapes back then right right or at least i didn't have one accessible that was so. your replay yeah that was my replay i could replay it in my mind in the comics so
0: anyway that was a fun read i'm glad i pulled those out all right. Yeah. A lot of fun. And like I said, when, um when you showed me the cover, they said, I believe I had those comics and read them. And when you started to describe the action, I said, yeah, vaguely, I, I do remember that. So I, I was, I read those comics back I'm back sure in the day when kids were saying the phrases, you know, so. There you well, go.
1: and, you know, and uh, kind of like Star Wars, I, I saw Star Wars, then it was like nothing, you know, for a little while. Uh well we had the motion picture, but you know, I was I was thirsty for more sci-fi. So things like these comics or books or anything like that. It was you know, grab it and what else can you what else can you can we have? Nothing.
0: <laughs> grab it and read it for all it's got.
1: We only had three channels on TV. And we liked it yeah. that way. The <laughs> third
2: one you had to you know move the rabbit ears the right way right. and <laughs> hold one hand to the curtain rod.
0: Lift Don't your foot, it, Chuck. Perfect. Yeah. Lift your foot, Chuck. <laughs> All right, speaking of Chuck, what have you got for us? Well, I picked board? I
2: picked a random show off of Paramount Plus that had the word Star Trek in it.
0: Okay.
1: Not an Fair episode,
2: enough. not a movie. That was my goal. And okay. I came up with a show from 2016 called Building Star Trek. And this is uh, a nice trip down memory lane. It's from 2016, so it's already aged but it had some wonderful celebrity appearances. This was originally on the Smithsonian channel because a lot of this starts out with oh. museum exhibits, and they certainly featured the Enterprise Restoration at the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum. Uh, celebrity appearances included Nichelle Nichols, Carl Urban, Simon Pegg, uh, David Gerald, and you know, Dorothy Fontana. Go, wow it was only 2016 and we're missing so many of these people already. So it's good to see them again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started out with uh, a, a, a truck with a crate in it. And they said it's got a very special package. And they were couching this in, in uh, Star Trek terms, you know, the, the, the shuttle is dropping off its package at the loading bay. I was like, yeah, it's the, a truck,
1: crystal. the truck it's is back boxed.
2: up. No, it was, it was um, the original uh, Captain Kirk's chair from TOS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were dropping that off for the, oh, the, um,
0: the, the experience. The, the
2: EMP museum in Seattle, yeah, Washington yeah. is where mm-hmm. it was being set up. Yep. Uh, then they started getting into more of the technology, you know, the, the classic, hey, communicators gave, gave birth to the flip phone. So that was the easy connection, obviously. They talked a little bit about tractor beams, which we just gave an update on Technorama about moving something bigger than, you know, a particle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they had tractor beams in there. They talked about the phaser and how phasers now are, are you know, akin to or, or inspired laser weapons. And they showed the classic, you know, here's a missile taking off and pew, 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 and the missile blows up in the midair. Uh, they did talk a little bit about transporters going, well, we're not quite there yet, but we can, we can change the state of a photon. <laughs> like, mm. you know, we're, so that was, that was Wait, pretty cool. they did
1: show a transporter. They dropped the box off yeah yes
0: exactly
2: <laughs> um they talked about uh you know the universal translator being uh, you know uh, inspiring Google Translate so they were they were holding up their phone and reading a Russian sign and it said to go where no one's gone before or whatever it was. Uh, they showed that clip like five times. I think they were very proud of Google's <laughs> thing' it's like yep, yep. The sign still says the same thing. Yep. It's not okay, gonna get it. We I don't it. know about you, but when I've tried Google Translate on my phone, it like some of the letters jump around and you're like, settle yeah. down,
1: settle down. If you,
0: if you can't hold the phone really steady.
1: Yeah, it or it's doesn't... a very no, no, large can, print or something. You can't you can't take a picture and then Google ends it.
2: Uh, exactly. Okay. What's uh, the fun in that? They I talked know. about uh, right. uh Uhura's earpiece, you know, being Inspiring yeah, things Bluetooth. like Bluetooth. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they talked about the Romulan cloaking device, and then showed the experiment where the Harry guy's got no. the lenses, and you can see through his hand. That whole thing. Oh, uh, yeah. But they also talked a little bit about the Romulans in in, in the uh, the vein of they were the analogy or the metaphor to the Russians at that time. You know, so we the, they did. The, Star Trek, as we all know, the TOS stuff, was not shy to put in political or statements of the time. So <gasps>
0: Star Trek being political? Get out of town. Yeah. What? The hell you say?
2: <laughs> they also had, when it came to the technology, they said there's a $10 million prize for a working tricorder. And they gave the stipulations, like, it's got to diagnose, like, 15 diseases as well as a fully trained doctor. Blah, blah, blah. So, uh, it's like, hmm. And when they first said there's a ten million dollar prize for a working tricorder, I'm like, wait, you mean none of the props on
0: TV actually worked? <laughs> oh, I'm so disappointed. That was a was that an X Prize? I can't remember if that was an X Prize or not. Um, and I remember, I remember there were several people that submitted stuff. Yeah. I don't remember if they ever claimed. I don't a-
2: either. I don't. Yeah, it was it was interesting to watch from that standpoint. Uh, they did have lots of props, as I mentioned. They had an original phaser. And the guy picks it up and goes, wow, it's only one of two known to exist? He says, this is really light. Well, because it's fiberglass and there's nothing inside it. Uh, They had Spock's original tunic. As I mentioned, they had Captain Kirk's chair. And the showpiece, of course, was the restored Enterprise for the 50th anniversary. Uh, They also talked a little bit about whatever happened to the bridge set. A dumpster? Pretty much. It was put on a couple of flatbread trucks and brought to the... The UCLA Um was it the library for theater? The UCLA School of Theater, Film and Television in Los Angeles, uh, which was basically recycled over the years. They, yeah. he, the guy was walking around the workshop, he goes, You never know, there might still be parts of it here. And there's you know, right? panels and parts and, and uh but he's he was very descriptive when he said, Yeah, I remember seeing when it came off the flatbed, you could see Uhura's workstation and it was, you know, half-inch plywood with some plastic buttons stuck on it that didn't do anything. But Nichelle did a great job pretending they did. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Oh yeah.
0: Sell it. Sell it.
2: (laughs) Uh he also Uh, remembers seeing the 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 orange doors that he thought were magical. He goes, then I saw the handles where the stage hands had to open and (laughs) close.
1: Yeah. I was gonna say I I remember a similar story. I think I'm trying to remember if it was from star Trek the experience or it was from on paramount as the bridge restoration people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were, they found, uh, pieces really was metal frames and some cushions and various things out in the back. It was like in the alleyway. They'd been sitting out in the weather for a while. Do you remember that? Yeah.
0: vaguely. They, they rescued
1: yeah. it, some some of that stuff. Yeah.
0: I also remember we, we, uh, Bonnie and I have been to the, um, the uh, exhibit in Seattle, and Spock's tunic is now, it's like purple because, the the you know, it got exposed to light over a long period of time, and it's no longer blue. It's now oh purple. Oh, my. A very, very light purple.
2: Well, that's unfortunate. Well,
0: I mean, it's, you know, it still is what it is. They
2: talked so, about yeah. the kiss from Plato's stepchildren. What? Yes, yeah. Sc- scandalous. And they said, you know, some some uh, affiliate channels refused to air that. Yeah, you know, seems silly today, but you got to remember the time it was. It was the I know, you know today, Yeah, like you said, today is very,
1: very tame. I mean, for crying out loud.
2: yeah. So yeah. I enjoyed it. It was, it was a good show. It was it was kind of nostalgic, even though it was six going on seven years old. Uh, but it, it was nice to see you know, the celebrities again.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Cool.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun. All right. Excellent. That's three. Well, actually four. No, actually three, because you had another one, Craig. Did you oh. want to talk about your other one? Yeah, just briefly.
1: It was, it's it's very small YouTube video. It's actually, uh, a lot of people may have already seen it, but it's Seth MacFarlane, who, of course, did The Orville, who is also famously a Star Trek fan. Uh, it's a... It's a, a a little fan film. I, I don't even sure exactly when, unless it says it in the description, uh, when they made this. But him and his friend made the Star Trek fan film, and it's you know for being doing it at home, it's not too bad. They got the control panel looks like some old computer or something in the background. Uh, the, the Enterprise looks like it's on a stick or something, and they get probably some, is. Yeah, probably is. Uh, they did actually some decent effects for, you know, at home. (laughs) Like Uh, the
2: old Flash Gordon. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So Seth is uh, playing, I I don't think he actually says his name. They kept calling him Captain. So I don't know if he's Kirk or what, but he he kind of sounds like him a little
0: bit. He was talking to Uhura, and yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be Kirk.
1: Yeah, and he's talking to Spock over there. Spock's like, this is illogical. They go through a temporal uh hole in the, in space. And, you know, they do the whole, uh, like, uh, the voyage home where they're all kind of sleeping after they go through the, what year <laughs> was this made? Uh, I was just trying to pull it up to see. It was when, uh, Seth MacFarlane was about 16 or 17 years old. So probably about 80, uh, wait, he's 49. nine. Okay. Gotta be in the mid
0: eighties? Something like that so, well he just never got himself into the bsta that's that was an insider for for listening <laughs> to diane yeah
1: well it's really cool though i mean it's, it's it's fun to watch it's only a couple minutes long so yeah
0: indeed and you know there's there's a thousand films like this that that people made you know just having fun playing star trek so it's good to see him. good to see him. you know yeah back-
1: you know there's so many fan films out there uh there's uh the In Kingsman, uh, Georgia, where they have the other set, there's one in Ticonderoga um, in New York, but the one in Georgia, they rent it out, and you can do your own. People do fan films there all the time.
0: All right. Very cool. Very cool. All right. It's time to come back from our main mission with an appropriate sound effect. Mm, That one. And by the way, thanks, guys, for coming up with some interesting things to be discussing all right and uh now it's time for our warp speed roundtable question and as we know in the new season of star trek picard we will see although it is not the primary ship the titan is the primary ship we will see enterprise f ncc 1701 f enterprise now my question to you is because this is inevitable that this will happen the Enterprise is going to get destroyed at some point. If not in Picard, at at some other point, this will happen. It will crash into a planet or something like that will happen to it. But we've (laughs) seen lots of ways this has happened. So my challenge is to invent a unique way to destroy the new Enterprise. So I will ask you first, Chuck, what is the unique way to destroy this new Enterprise? Tribbles. Tri- just Ang- tribbles? angry tribbles an angry. Tri- oh. So I guess if you give them one, they'll have a bunch. That's kind right. Like the,
2: It'll just, just the tri- fill up from the inside out and yeah. yeah just feed just- them after midnight.
0: <laughs> no, no, that's another thing oh. altogether.
1: Oh yeah. That's right.
0: All right. What about you, Craig?
1: Well, I had <laughs> one thought. Okay. My first thought was not necessarily destroyed, but I thought it'd be funny if they went to a, a, uh, a solar system and, uh, the police there actually put a boot on the cell. but <laughs>
0: <laughs> <What>? illegally <laughs> illegal parking orbit, yeah, that's right.
1: No, actually, uh, I thought, no, thought this is uh, we had much-
0: no money to put into the, the meter. I don't know, <laughs> we don't do what's use money.
1: Well, this is much more realistic. They go to another place <laughs> where uh, uh, video games are actually incarnate and Pac Man starts eating the ship. All right, well, well my. It was either that or Donkey Kong throwing the barrel at it. Uh,
2: <laughs> now, now you've away. hit Futurama. Space <laughs> yeah. it seems to go on forever. And then you get to the I end, are. and the monkey starts throwing barrels at you.
0: My solution is quite obvious. You corrupt the digital file that it's made from, and there you go. <laughs> Boom, destroyed.
2: <laughs> I got your isolinear chips right here.
0: <laughs>
1: Format C. Here you go. rm oh, I, f- oh, I forgot the. i've got i forgot the slash s
2: rm dash
1: rf slash
0: <laughs> yeah. all right those are our suggestions oh here you
1: go oh here's a good one <laughs> cosmic <laughs> state of the
0: cosmic it's St- St- sticky now i can't get can't get the, anything to work anymore yeah,
2: you're touching the console like nasty
0: <laughs> don't think of anything Oh, I'm sorry. I'll take the
2: Tholian web over this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You're stuck inside, but not to it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. And just as listener Diane has suggested with the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, we want your ideas of how can you, in a unique way, bring the ultimate destruction that is going to happen anyway to the new enterprise
2: F. I think that needs to be one of my question of the days on our Star Trek cruise when we're writing questions on the door, like last year. I, I, I bought another whiteboard. That, yeah. I think of a, what's a unique way to destroy the Enterprise F?
1: Well, I'll say uh, data's not around, neither is Spot, but I was thinking Spot walks across the console and <laughs> starts to self destruct. Stupid cat. There you go. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, so you and Bonnie yeah. did the universal screen test thing?
0: Yes, we did. Uh, I have it digitized. I suppose I should put that on YouTube. I'm as sorry. As
1: well. For people that are listening, uh, listener Diane says, speaking of fan films, I know Clint and Bonnie did the universal screen test. Did Chuck or Craig?
2: Well, did you? No, did you? Uh, no. I don't think so. I would have remembered something like that.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I, did, I remember we did a thing, not Star Trek, but it was like, <clears throat> it was a universal. It was like a, a uh, disaster film thing where you're on a, like a subway car and there's mm-hmm, you know, water yep. is falling, smokes. Everywhere. Yeah. We did that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, not a star Trek one. I know. Oh, Joe Fiore did it. Maybe I should link to his video. I think he's, he's got his video online. His, him and his family uh, did it. His-
0: and there, there are two versions. Well, there were two versions. Of it, if you, if you go to universal Orlando, mm-hmm. where it was located uh, if you go to the mummy ride at Universal Orlando, yes, yes. Uh, to the so you've, the main building in front of you, where Confrontation used to be, is all the columns. But there's a part of that same building off to the left hand side, kind of at an angle entrance, which mm-hmm. may be part of the queue now. For I'm not sure what that's used for, but if you look above the door, you'll notice the Paramount P. That that kind of that distinctive looking Peleus for paramount yeah that was the area where star trek the Star Trek screen test was Okay, so you go you would go in there and you would get your Starfleet uniform your your monster maroon and then they would insert you into the footage of a uh being the new captain of the enterprise so you you're on screen with uh George uh, well with with Sulu and Uh, Bones, and Scotty, and Uhura, so uh, it was a lot of fun to do, but there's a version also in Universal Hollywood along the same lines, some of the same stuff, but it was actually a little bit more elaborate than the one that was in Orlando. I know uh, Crazy Joe's, I remember watching it
1: at the beginning, his family is standing in the middle, and there's Leonard Nimoy and William Shatner sitting in director's chairs, and they're talking about uh What were they? I forget exactly what they were they're talking. talking about.
0: They're talking about who the star of it is, and of course, yeah. you know, Shatner says it's the Captain, and Nimoy says it's the Vulcan.
1: Yeah, and they both go, "Let's do something like okay, now it's time for you to go," something <laughs> yes. like that. Anyway, I just remember seeing how kind
0: of cheesy it was, but you know, that's fun. Only good it fun. Is, it was fun, and it's, it's another one of the things that I, you know, kind of miss that we don't have any of Trek stuff in the in the parks anymore, no, you know, uh, no Star Trek, the experience. I, well, you
1: know, uh, I think we talked about it here. The theme, the theme park near me, Carowinds was own Pop Paramount for a while. And we had uh Klingons walking around and we had, there was a, a ride. um It's called the Nighthawk now, but it was uh the Borg experience when you, it's the, it was a ride. You, you lay down in it and mm-hmm. you actually go backwards. So your head, going forward you know down on the ride and that was as a fun as well still a fun roller coaster it's just renamed now and they had a big the borg sphere sitting in the water like it crash landed on earth <laughs> yeah I, i'm sure you can find a picture of it somewhere online but there was a what else was there there was something else i forget what else, it'll come to me afterwards but it was a lot of fun you know living near 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 that so mm.
0: well i'm holding out hope even though i know it's it it's it's not going to be the case i I know it's not going to be the case. I'm still holding on hope anyway. Mm-hmm. uh Universal's building their well, how you look at it third or fourth um park in uh down, right down the street from Universal Studios called Epic Universe. and there is this mystery roller coaster being put in there, and one of the hotels they're building kind of has a space theme to it. You know, because, well, Universal had Star Trek at one point, and there's no place else where Star Trek is. I'm sure it's not going to be the case, but eh, darn it. I'm still holding out hope it's going to be the case.
2: Kobayashi Maru, the ride. Nobody
0: survives. Wait a minute now. This is not a good idea for a ride. who, Who thought that went up? All right. But all that said, it's time to refill the dilithium chamber and try to warp on out of here. You can find me, Clinton... At Comedy Forecast, all one word with the number four dot com. You can find me on Twitter with that and also Facebook and Instagram and MeWe and Hive and Mastodon. And oh, it's it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Who speaks for you guys? Go ahead, Chuck. I'm I'm tired tonight. (laughs) Get some sleep,
1: old man. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, hey two comic books and a Seth MacFarlane video hey, he's, of course hey, he's
2: tired I gotta pace myself man <laughs> you can find us by searching for Technorama Podcast anywhere you find your favorite search engine you'll find us uh, over at ChuckChat.com we do a podcast on Sunday nights Been doing that for coming up on 18 years so look forward to seeing you there hanging out on Sunday nights you can join us on the live stream there as well and thank you to everybody who watched and uh, yes. new listeners new viewers that we picked up in the last few weeks We're always appreciative of that.
0: Absolutely. All right. Time to hit the theme, boys. If you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend about it and subscribe so you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. Follow us on Twitter at The Topic is Trek. Visit our Facebook page or visit thetopicistrek.com. Until next time, on behalf of Chuck, Craig, and myself, I'm Clinton, thanking you for listening. And as we always say here on The Topic is Trek... Don't, don't, don't put, put on, on the, the red, red shirt. 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 Oh, wow, that was close. That was. So close. Yeah, Craig's the man without a red shirt. He's the survivor.
1: Yay.